Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, where we talk about the business of sports and data and information. We're going to be doing a couple of podcasts from the Sloan Analytics Conference in Boston, some podcast ets. Uh, I'm Joe Favorito, and today we're going to be joined by our leader, Scott Rosman. Scott, welcome. Hey, Joe. What's going on? How are you doing today? Good. So we're here in Boston at the beginning of March. Uh, like I said, we're going to be doing some podcast ets, probably little 15-minute vignettes. And it's amazing the people you find walking in the hallways. So um, one of our esteemed professors, who also happens to work at, in baseball on the analytics side, is Joe Rosales. Joe, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. So as we get started, and you've never been on the podcast with us before, uh, why don't you give everybody a little bit of your background, John? Sure. Um, so I work for a company called uh, Sports Info Solutions, um, formerly known as Baseball Info Solutions, but we've uh, in the last few years started expanding into to doing um, football as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically it's a company that uh, was originally created by John Dewan uh, almost 20 years ago mm-hmm. with the idea of, of digging deep into the analytics of, uh, of baseball and ultimately you know, more sports as, as, as we've grown. Um, to be able to provide that kind of uh, information to um, professional sports teams, media outlets, websites, um, and and that kind of thing. And you got into the analytics business how? Give us a little bit more. Sure. So um, I was originally uh, a structural engineer. Um, Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> and uh, that was something that, you know, I, that's what my education was in in school and had worked uh, uh, as an engineer for a few years. Um, but it was just something that, you know, baseball was something that I had grown up playing a lot of and spent most of my time outside of work um, sort of pouring over, whether it was the new things that were happening in analytics, um, you know, especially around that time, that's when Moneyball had come out and all that kind of thing, uh, and, um, but even collective bargaining agreements and, and all of those sorts of, you know, contract negotiation stuff that was really interesting to me. So um, it was just something that I had decided at the time uh, that was going to be, you know, in terms of pursuing a career that was going to be more fulfilling to me than uh, what I was doing as an engineer um, was to work in baseball. So um, I actually transitioned into doing so by um, then attending uh, the University of Massachusetts that has a, a sports management. Um, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but uh, from there, I then you know started getting some internships with some ball clubs. So I've you know I've interned with the uh, New York Mets, Pittsburgh Pirates, and uh, Boston Red Sox, all in, in baseball operations, um, and uh, and then also the company that I work for now, um, Sports Info Solutions. You know there was an internship sort of mixed in with those three ball clubs at one point, and uh, and eventually sort of found my way back to to a full time position um, working for them about. Five and a half years ago, um, so I've been with them ever since, and kind of risen to the point where, um, you know, at this point I'm uh, sort of heading up the, the research and development team. One of the things we love to ask guests, especially on the entrepreneurial side, is how does it make money? So how do you guys drive revenue? Who are some of your clients that you can talk about? How does it? Work? Sure. So um, we have about on the baseball side, we have about uh, twenty-four, I think, now of the thirty major league teams as clients of ours. Um, and yeah, I mean, in terms of the way that we make money, we uh, so our business model is one that's um, you know we sort of do all of the grunt work that uh, that can't the teams that can't necessarily do for themselves. So what we do is we have video scouts. We watch every single game. Uh, that's broadcast, um, and 
have video scouts that we hire that collect all of that data for us using proprietary software that we've built for ourselves to be able to collect all the minutia of data that um, that you just can't find in other places. And uh, we then are able to provide that data in multiple forms to, to teams or you know other uh, outlets as well. So it's the kind of thing that um, if it's uh, certain teams that are particularly sophisticated that just want raw data to be able to play with, uh, we'll send them that. Um, but other teams that you know aren't necessarily as advanced in terms of the analytics that they do, um, we can provide uh, tools for them uh, on that front. Yeah. So, Joe, think about the business model. Think about everything else. But from a consumer-facing piece of this, right? Uh, the fan, right? How does the fan interact with sports information? Um, so. Uh, We've been doing a little bit more of trying to, to, to create like a little bit of a public-facing um, or just more public interaction with, with some of our stuff by increasing some of our uh, social media footprint. But prior to that, I mean, most of um, what we do... So like I said, it's not just teams that we're involved with. We also um, do provide our data to... Uh, some public outlets, one of which, you know, the most prominent of which on the baseball side is, is Fangraphs. Um, a lot of the data that you'll find on Fangraphs comes from us. Um, so things like uh, the one most prominent uh, metric that we're known for is defensive run saved. Um, you know, that uh, is, which again, you can find on Fangraphs, you can find that on Baseball Reference, um, it, you know, and, and then some of the things on Fangraphs like, um, you know, uh, pitch percentages, like out-of-zone swing percentages and in-zone swing percentages, all that kind of stuff comes from our pitch charting operation that uh, that we provide to, to Fangraph. So while, you know, n- not everyone may know that that's information that's coming directly from us, uh, we're get- it's out there in, in sort of a public way for people to interact with. So if they don't know that it's coming from you directly, do you care? Uh, you know, we... Primarily B to B to B model. Sure, exactly. So yes and no. I mean, obviously we 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 care that you know, we want to make sure that Fangraphs you know makes it known that it's coming from us and, and we're credited for it. Sure, without question. But um, you know, at the same time, uh, yeah, for the most part, we have been a B to B model. So that it's um, as long as as we're you know credibly doing the business that we're doing with these companies um, and as long as the companies themselves you know know that we're the source to go to 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 get more of that stuff then uh, you know we're doing pretty well now again like we've said we've we've been trying to get a little bit more of a uh, of a public presence out there, um, you know, using some social media and that kind of thing. But uh, and you've got the great jacket on that has yeah, a little logo, right. which is awesome. We, uh, we we've been doing that to get, get a little swag for ourselves to, to show off. So how has it evolved into the football space? Tell us a little bit. about Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and this is where uh, we have you guys to thank, actually, to a certain degree for this. Um, so um, it was something that we, you know, kind of knew that football was sort of entering a space a few years ago where baseball had been when we started this company. Um, and we saw the opportunity to uh, to get into that, and um, and there's sort of a natural um, complementariness of doing football and baseball as two sports, just because of there's not that much overlap in the seasons. Um, you know, there's a little bit at the beginning, but but not too too much. So, and you're talking just NFL right now, correct? Well, so we actually do both NFL and uh, all of FBS college football. Okay. Um, and we pretty much, I think, have been doing that since the beginning. We, there might have been one year where we just did NFL, but uh, but we've been doing the FBS as well for for um, for basically the last four years. Um, and 
uh, where where sort of the Columbia program has come in is that um, you know uh, our the person that heads up our football operation is Matt Manicharian, who's a, a graduate of the program, um, and he's been amazing at uh, sort of coming in, adding some some structure and his his experience having worked in the industry um, and you know. Uh, what he, I'm sure, picked up from you know being in the program in terms of like a business sense of, of how to, to to help sort of deliver that and uh, yeah, we're doing the same thing: video scouts, watching every game, collecting all of this data that otherwise can't be found in other places. Um, you know, and and getting it out there to we the, the, the sort of biggest place uh, that we're providing that information is um, we are the official prior of college football data for ESPN. Um, and then otherwise, you know, similar kind of thing where we're working with teams to try to get them some, some data that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. And, uh, you know, we work with Football Outsiders, who are the sort of the, the, one of the preeminent names in, in football analytics. Um, in fact, we are, our data collection is what fuels their um, work. So everything's uh, uh, sort of trending up in that sense. Um, the, the one other question I want to ask you is, is using, because it always comes up, is the G word, gambling. So how does that, how is that going to factor into your business right. um, going forward? Is it a revenue stream? Is it something that, that uh, you know, you talk about being a more forward-facing business? Is that part of the model? Um, so it's something that we've certainly thought about. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, right, it's, it's hard to ignore. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not a big company, so it's hard for us to have too many different um, branches to, to the work that we're doing. But uh, we, um, we are some making some small inroads on the, on the, uh, on the gambling side. We've, we've sort of been developing. It's not officially ready yet, but uh, we've been developing a, a, a prop, web, uh, prop bet website kind of thing using uh, our baseball data initially. But it's going to build up to involve football as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that's coming, uh, and hopefully we'll, we can get a little bit more involved in that kind of thing. But it's uh, it's you know it's um, it's sort of tertiary, I guess, in in, in terms of our, our our current work. So, Joe, we'd be remiss, and I particularly be remiss as a lifelong diehard Philadelphia Phillies fan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I didn't ask you about the big baseball news that you made. Sure. Uh, which is the Phillies signing Bryce Harper, 13 years, $330 million, front-loaded uh, a bit. But what your feeling is on put the crystal ball together and what your feeling is on how this deal will be looked back on 13 years from now. Right, so I think that... Uh, any contract that's that's this long, I mean, thirteen years even is is uh, is really striking given sort of the, the, the more recent trends in, in contracts. I mean, we've seen a lot in baseball that uh, of tenure deals that uh, the teams are starting to feel like they're regretting to a certain degree, and um, and the trend is from there has seemed to be our teams are still sort of okay with the idea of tenure deals, but there are. You know, options or opt-outs. You know, various things that uh, that might make them shorter. Um, this, as a 13-year deal that has no sort of opt-out involved in it, is is definitely really interesting to to see sort of a team going in that direction. But um, I think you know one of the clever aspects of it 
to a certain degree is the the front loading of money because um, you know Harper is certainly going to be the most valuable at, in his you know the this, these sort of next several years where he's reading reaching his peak age from you know 26 27 through his you know say 31 32 um, and I think that Harper is one of those players that um, is while he's not say of the ilk quite of you know somebody like Mike Trout in terms of performing at that elite level year after year after year another you good know, soft jersey boy right you know it's still pretty unique to have the opportunity to sign somebody like uh, Bryce Harper and I think that um, my guess is it's, I would be nervous about any contract that's this long for this much money but I do have a feeling that this was this is one of those gambles that's worth it's probably more you're, you're more likely to, to for it to pay off than other players whether that's how li- how high that likelihood is for it to pay off is is, uh, is difficult to say but um, I think he's he's definitely one of the guys that's potentially worth doing something like this for and I think the only thing that's really going to cause the Phillies to, to really regret anything is if Harper gets you know has a, a season end, or season career ending uh, season career ending injury season career and career ending injury a career ending injury you know early on and then we go into the insurance guys which is another whole business right but um, no I mean I think I think and the gamble pays off if the Phillies win. How many times? <laughs> How many times? Is it once? Why don't you tell us, Scott? What is, is, it, is it? Is it? Right. Is it multiple times, or, or is it it's a different metric that you that you measure the success of the gamble by? And by the way, I just want to throw and again, this is the this is March first. He had just signed, and the first thing that came out was the Phillies sold more tickets in the first twelve hours than they had in the, the past seven months. So I don't know. That's obviously a metric that we're following. Right. It is. I mean, that, that pays for some of it. You, you, you're yeah. not going to sell enough tickets right. to. Right. Uh, no, I mean that. Wild, sure. That's when. What's interesting about that too is that uh, there, at least the rumors out there were that the uh, the Giants had gotten involved in the in the negotiation, right. almost principally for the for the bump in um, in PR that it would bring for the team. Which is uh, what we're all about. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, listen. Any uh, a championship can be so rare that that winning one, I think, you know, will. Uh, will justify most things. Um, this is a particular, long, you know, particular long contract, but um, I think that the that the value that the teams can get out of a player, especially a marquee player like Harper, um, there's probably, you know, I haven't looked at the exact sort of metrics, but there's likely some surplus value that the Phillies expect to be getting out of this anyway and if they do win even just one World Series like the additional revenue that comes from that kind of thing um, will probably more than make it worth it. So Joe we like to ask uh, all our guests two really simple questions and then we want you to tell us also how more people can find you. Number one is how do you stay constant on all the information that's going on who do you like to read and then the other question is especially since you're teaching in our program for young people or anyone who's transitioning into a new business, you've been around the startup. What's the advice you give them? Yeah, so um, in terms of the things that, that I like to follow, I mean, uh, you know, from on the baseball side, Fangraphs is, is stop number one. I mean, it's it's just has sort of a lot of the, the best um, public research that's being done 
Um, you know, and then other than that, there's, uh, you know, places like Baseball Prospectus, which has been around for a long time, has been doing a lot of great work. Um, and, uh, you know, there's that the, the sort of trees that those two places have, have kind of engendered where, you know, if you want to listen to a certain podcasts, there's the Effectively Wild podcast that's got, you know, Ben Lindbergh on it and then... Um, Sam Miller and those guys who've originally started writing for those outlets and, you know, never have gone to bigger and better things with uh, some of the books that they write. And, uh, you know, Ben writes for The Ringer sometimes. Um, and even even a place like The Ringer that, that's kind of got everything, uh, you know, sort of tentacles in across all of sports and entertainment and other sort of cultural politics and that kind of thing. Like some of the baseball articles and football articles there, um, you know, are worth reading, even if they're not the most in-depth analytically. Um, there's still some really smart stuff that's, that's that I like reading uh, there. Um, yeah, and then in terms of uh, football, football outsiders again is is they've been sort of the stuff that Aaron Schatz has done on football outsiders has been really um, sort of groundbreaking for uh, a number of years. And and there's honestly there's uh, not there's more sort of effort being put into football analytics, but it's um, uh, nothing thing that I'm aware of that's quite caught up to what he the work that he's been doing for so long so I mean definitely uh, check him out um, and Football Outsiders their website and the books that he publishes etc um, advice yeah advice um, you know sports is a tricky thing uh, industry to get into um, and it's the kind of thing that you know uh, I'm sure many people have said this and, and the students in the program have probably heard this many times just about you know, the, the persistence that, that's required I mean like I just was telling you before I did four different internships before um, getting a, a, a full-time position in the industry, and um, and sometimes you know just the way that the things are going, like that might be what it ends up taking. But as long as um, you're willing to put in that time, you know that's huge. And, and again, it's not just you know sort of putting in the time to say do the work that's required of you. You have to like put in the time to be able to. Um, to sort of look into your own stuff and do some, 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 some things on your own time. What we tell a lot of people, uh, especially the people trying to get into the analytics space, is, um, you know, whether it's working for a company like us or trying to get in with a team, you know, uh, your resume isn't necessarily going to be enough because they get so many great resumes now from all the people that are interested in being in working in these positions. Like, putting together some research of your own uh, that you can kind of, that can accompany your resume to, to, to show sort of the way, you know, even if it's not the most groundbreaking research ever, um, just eat something that, that just sort of shows your ability to think and the way you think and uh, um, gives an example of, of your type of work. Um, that can go a long way. Cool. And then tell us where people can find Sports Info Solutions and where they can follow you. Yeah. So um, the uh, websites for the company, you know, sportsinfosolutions.com or, or baseballinfosolutions.com still gets you there. Um, we uh, have a um, Twitter handle uh, at SIS underscore in fact, I'm not, I'm not going to remember this. We'll well. Find it. Yeah, you can find it. It's it's a little bit complicated because of how many like a hit the little cube. Unfortunately, right? Unfortunately, our company isn't the most uh, creatively named. Um, so, Sports Info Solutions and SIS by themselves, um, we're we're kind of tricky to find a a a, a, a handle for. But um, uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, you guys can find it. it, it we're we're out there um, getting that stuff out and. Um, you know, books, things like the the Bill James Handbook, or the we just released um, a uh, uh, 
Oh, yeah, Scott great. just found your Twitter handle. Yeah, there we go. go. The, uh, Read it off. The Twitter handle is at sportsinfo underscore SIS. So, that's why we're here. Uh, yeah, so, no, that's that's yeah. uh, very helpful. Because um, we're putting up a lot of, you know, of our great stuff uh, in terms of um, the data that we've got, especially, you know, this, this past football season has been, there's been some really cool stuff that we put up there. But, um, uh, you know, Mark Simon is somebody that works for us now who um, we hired away from ESPN about a year ago, and he um, he and some of our other team uh, have uh, re- regular articles that come out on The Athletic, um, if you guys are aware of that, uh, so you can read up some of the stuff that we've got going there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was saying uh, a new book that we just, that literally just hit the shelves, and whether Barnes & Noble, Amazon... Um, Acta Sports is, is the actual publisher. Any of those sites, you can find it. Uh, it's the SIS uh, rookie football rookie football handbook. Um, just a, a scouting guide for all the uh, the players that are coming out of college that are going to be eligible for the draft this year. Um, so, if anybody's interested in following up on that stuff, it's it's got reports written by all of our video scouts, but also. Uh, uh, in-depth stat pages on all the, the players. The, again, stats, the kind of thing that you're not going to find in other places um, based on all the minutiae of data that we're collecting on, on college football players. So um, all, everybody should check uh, those things out. Cool. Great. Now, Professor Rosales, thank you so much for My pleasure. joining the podcast Absolutely. today. And I uh, look forward to seeing more great things, obviously, not out of, only out of you, uh, but out of Sports Information Solutions as well. Yeah, you bet. Uh, my pleasure to be here. Thanks. Cool. Well, Scott, we grabbed the first one out of the hallway. Uh, this is Joe Favorito for my co-host today, Scott Rosner at the Sloan Analytics Conference. This is, you've been listening to The Cusp Show, and we'll see you down the road.